Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Here to give us some insight to the all of a sudden struggling Golden State Warriors is Monty Poole. He's the NBC Sports Bay Area Warrior Reporter. Uh, Monty, Jody Mack here. Is the sun still coming up out there in San Francisco these days? Uh, Yes, it is. In fact, it's beautiful today. It's 75 degrees. Uh, It's blue outside. And I I think as it relates to the Warriors, fans have... If last night is any indication, fans have already sort of accepted reality. Uh, this team is not going to go anywhere. And they were hopeful at the beginning of the season, but uh, and that's because they had both Stephen Curry and Draymond Green, and maybe those guys can push into a, a seven or eight seed. But uh, the minute Steph went down, uh, you knew at that point that, you know what, it's, it's real now. It's not happening this year. Yeah, and when Steph went down, it just looked ugly. The way that he fell, uh, the pain that you saw on his face, you knew it was going to be a uh, length of injury-type time. I was guessing a month to six weeks, come back at three months. How devastating was that to the group? Well, uh, pretty much because this was always going to be a developmental year. Uh, at least that's what the thinking above uh, the playing level, the coaches, uh, the front office, they all thought this year would be a year when they could, if they make the playoffs, great, but they're concerned with to see what they're going to have next year and beyond. And Steph is a big part of that because he's a leader. And he's the guy that, that this team rallies around. The offense is built around him. And so now, um, without having him, you, you sort of return that progress because now D'Angelo Russell is clearly the scoring guy on this team now. Teams know that. Uh, last night he had 30 points, but there's going to be times when uh, they're going to miss step, and I would say those times are going to happen every single game that he's not there. Understood. All right, so step out, Clay out for the entire season. Durant takes maybe. his act. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we were talking about this the other day. Is that with step down and with Clay out, uh, it's conceivable that one or both could return in March or April. Now, with Steph, they're saying that he won't be even reevaluated until uh, around the end of January. So figure him after the All-Star break at that soonest. But Clay really wants to play, and if he's able to play, he maybe he will. And yet there's people say, well, you know what, if they're really that bad, if they're, you know, at that point, let's say they're nine games out of the eight seed, why even bring them back? Well, because that's what these guys do. If they play basketball, they want to play basketball. So I'd be surprised if both Steph and Clay are cleared and aren't allowed to play. I want to see how they're going to couch that because those guys want to play. And even if it's a lost season, they want to be out there to show, again, leadership to the young guys and how it's done. I would applaud uh, either or if they can make it back this season. Uh, Curry, I kind of understand. Clay, I thought it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was done for the year, but we shall see. Who are the youngsters who are going to get a chance to shine because of this not being the Warrior Championship-level team anymore? Well, Jordan Poole's a shooter. He can, he can score. We already know that. Uh, 
Last night he had a pretty good spree. He had, uh, I think, six three-pointers. Uh, he can shoot it, and, and there's no question about that. There are questions about the rest of his game and about his durability. He's a slightly built kid, um, so we, we'll see how it holds up. And Eric Pas- uh, Pascal is a strong guy, uh, about 6'7", 250. Um, he knows his way around the basketball court. I don't see anything that jumps out that's great about him, but he does a little bit of everything pretty well. He's got to be a rotation player on a good team, whether it's the Warriors or somebody else. They love him, and I can see why. A four-year college guy went to Villanova. Uh, he's ready to play right now. And he's doing, he had 20 points the other night uh, like on Wednesday night. So when you have a guy that a rookie that can come in in his fourth game, go for 20, uh, you kind of go, okay, maybe we got something. And I think the Warriors realized that. Now, beyond that, it's a bunch of guys that are uh, sort of retreads. You know, let's see what Ben Robinson the third can do. Let's see what uh, Alec Burks can do. Uh, and so Willie Cauley-Stein, these guys are all on one-year deals. And the Warriors are thinking, okay, if, they, if we like what we see, maybe we bring them back next year on a multiple-year deal. But as of now, there's a lot of trial and error going on and a lot of evaluation going on because that's just the way it is. So, But Poole and, uh, and, and Pascal are two guys that I think are going to be around for a while. Now, the defense, that's Christy on Jordan, Jordan Poole, and you have Jordan Poole and, and uh, D'Angelo Russell in the backcourt. Uh, that's a defense waiting to be torched uh, as Patty Mills got 31 points uh, uh, when the Spurs beat them. So uh, Patty's a good player, but come on, 30 points in about 22 minutes, that's pretty good work. We're talking to Monty Poole from NBC Sports Bay Area. He's their warrior insider. One guy you didn't mention, and I, I caught some of the Golden State action, not all of it, and I, I saw him catch a couple of minutes the other night. Uh, I was a big fan of Amari Spellman at Villanova. Helped him win a championship, decided to come out early, spent the one year in Atlanta, came over to the Warriors in a deal. He's getting some minutes, but not a lot. He's a pretty darn good collegiate three-point shooter. Don't know if the NBA three-point shot is in his game. Do the Warriors see any upside to him? Is he going to be part of uh, the team going forward in your estimation? Well, the opinion is sort of semi-divided. Some people really like him. Others are not so sure, uh, are not convinced that he's going to be able to keep his weight down and therefore be a functional part of their rotation. Uh, There's no question that he has skills. He has skills. He can shoot it. A decent rebounder. Um, he can do a, a little bit of everything, but he's had weight issues, and it kind of slows him down. And also, there's just times when you can kind of see him drifting a little bit on defense. So these are all fixable things. Uh, I think he wants to be really good. That matters. So right now, the words that they, they did um, to the one-year option on him, they, they took that to maybe back next year with the Warriors. But, yeah, there, some people are still not convinced that he's going to be able to be a guy that can put their rotation and just assume he'll be there every night. They know he's a big guy that can shoot, but beyond that, there's still a few people that are going, you know, let's let's be a little longer, can keep his weight down, and, and see how he does with that. Fair enough. Uh, we're talking to uh, Monty Poole from NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, Steve Kirk came in, took Mark's Jackson team, immediately elevated him, and we know he's great coaching superstars and arguably best teams in the NBA. Well, that's not this year's team. Is Steve Kerr going to be that educational coach that the Warriors need in a building season? 
Uh, that's what we're going to find out. You know, I talked to Steve a number of times early in the preseason and then during training camp, and you know, it, his job has changed. Uh, he was the manager for the past five years, meaning that he had a roster of really good players, and he just needed to manage the personalities and manage the minutes and manage just the uh, cohesiveness of the roster. Uh, now he has to teach, <laughs> or as he said, we got a coach now. Uh, and there's a lot of teaching going on. The Warriors now have, after going the last five years with four or five assistants, they have nine assistant coaches now. Nine. Uh, so that tells you what the emphasis is. And the Bob Myers general manager, and he said, no, all nine are needed. We, uh, we have a staff of ten coaches, and this year we're going to need that. Maybe next year we won't. But that's, that's what we're going to find out. I think Steve is himself looking at this as a year – in which, yeah, the team can grow, but let's see how much I can grow. Uh, we don't know yet just how good he's going to be with a, with a bunch of kids. The Warriors are now the third youngest team in the NBA, so there's going to be nights when they look awful. They just want to see nights when the habits get better. And credit to your owner, he was asked the other night after Steph Curry broke his hand and you knew it was going to be a lengthy rehab, would he consider going to tanking mode? And his response was, I will not even answer that question. Uh, the only move that I could see them doing to prove a tank would be if they moved D'Angelo Russell. If I'm D'Angelo, now I can send my clothes out to the cleaners. I'm not going anywhere. The owner says we're not tanking. He's got to be there all season, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. D'Angelo's going to be there all year. Uh, they want to look at him for the full year. Um, and at this point, you know, if they try to – they won't move him anytime soon. I don't feel that how that happens unless one night somebody in the front office decides, okay, he's got to go because his defense is so terrible. But, uh, no, I think he's going to be there for a round. They want to look at him every, for a full year. And I think when they brought him in, in fact, they know, that they visualized a threesome of D'Angelo, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson – with play moving to the small forward spot, which he can do. Uh, and so this year, now with, with Steph out, gives an even closer look at what D'Angelo can do as the main guy. And so in that sense, it kind of helps them evaluate him to see what he is uh, able to do. Uh, so I think when Joe Lacob says we're not tanking, first of all, who's going to admit they're going to tank? Nobody. But you're right. I don't think that's in Joe's DNA. Um, he is ambitious to the hilt. <laughs> and even though this team is not going to win a championship and not going to get in the playoffs, uh, they do believe that their culture, maintaining a culture where winning is essential, uh, is something that they want to try and preserve. And so, uh, and also something that the youngsters, we'll see how it works out. How many of the tickets in the new arena were accounted for as far as season tickets go? Uh, about 70%, I believe. Oh, and we already know that there's going to be some some empty seats because not everybody's going to come to every game. That's just what happens when you start losing games and when you don't have a guy like Steph Curry who brings folks into the building. Um, and last even against last night against the Spurs, you saw that. Um, you saw situations where uh, there were empty seats, groups of empty seats in certain pockets of the arena. Uh, those that were there were actually pretty loud, I thought. They were impressive for a group that that just saw their best guy go down. But I think that's because the Warriors were playing hard. And I think they appreciated the effort, which, you know, that's not the standard that's been set around here, just play hard. But right now, if they want to have a chance to win games, they have to do that. And I think fans saw that and really kind of gave them a lot of support behind it.
good news is those who thought they wouldn't get to a game in the first year in the new arena because tickets were going to be too expensive, secondary market might actually allow them to get into the building uh, because of the no way this. No question. Yeah, the no way question. that this is shook out. All right, uh, last question, and it's a Warrior quasi half San Francisco question. You've been to the championship five straight years, and it's as good a run as we've seen in a long time in the NBA over that period of time. But it looks like it's pretty much come to an end. Could be rebuilt quickly, but you got to take a step back before you take another one forward. Has all have all the Warrior fans immediately moved over to the 49ers? Good time to be undefeated as the Warriors come back to earth uh, to have an undefeated NFL team trading in those uh, Warrior caps for 49er caps in San Fran, are they? It's very interesting how this is being played out because uh, earlier in the decade, uh, the Giants, San Francisco Giants, were, were the team, the hot team. Uh, won three championships in five years, and they were the team. Uh, and so, the, the, as they faded, the Warriors ascended. And now the Warriors, uh, after five years of, like you say, going to the NBA Finals, winning three championships, now the Warriors are dropping, and here come the Niners. So, it's interesting in the Bay Area because the Raiders are still here, and the, the Raiders fan base is going to be around. They're not going to go dark side for them. The last thing they want to think about doing, so that's not going to happen. But the Niners fans who've been kind of subdued for the past few years are starting to get loud. And you see more people wearing Niner gear than you did three years ago. So I just think that, yeah, it's everything towards the winner. The Warriors are going to have their fans because they're the only basketball team in town. The basketball is a hot sport with kids that are I say kids with the, the millennials and the younger generation. Football, not so much. So uh, the Niners have their fans, but those are the fans who were always there. Now they're just being more vocal. It sounds like San Francisco's always got someone in the fight, and that's a good uh, sports town to be in. Uh, Monty, we appreciate you hopping on board. Thanks so much for the insight. We'll touch back as the right. season rolls along. All right, man. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you soon. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 